Here we are again. How have you been, bud? Uh, doing all right. How you been doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, actually. Nice. Yeah, I've been getting some, uh, getting some action on some, uh, applications I've been putting out. Oh, right on. So, they're still with the company that I work for, so it won't be a, it doesn't look like it's going to be a change of scenery, but. Oh, just like different department or whatever? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I turned down a job offer. Because I was, I was either gonna have to commute two hours every one way every day or move. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And the way, like, I thought it was a remote job with occasional visits, but you, you had to be in the in the building. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, the housing bubble's huge. It's ridiculous. We should get a realtor on. <laughs> Yeah, see that the, how they handle them. God, I'm sure realtors have some fucking horror stories too. Oh, I'm sure. And you know, like, but they get. I don't know. They probably get. It's hard because they like in retail. You can get annoyed at somebody, and be short with them, and it probably won't affect your sales. Right. But if you're a realtor and somebody just annoys the piss out of you. If you get lippy with them or give them attitude, they're just going to take their money somewhere else. True. So I, mean, I imagine I, that would be difficult to have to, especially if there's somebody that you just absolutely loathe, because you know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And especially in that job, you really don't want to turn around any potential commission because you don't know when you're going to get it again. Yeah. Unless it's just one of those you know, like they're not going to fucking, they're not going to buy. They're just mostly looking around and shit like that. And right. they're being dicks. Fuck it. Blast on them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> but I'm sure it's that's just, few and far between. It's funny, and I don't know I don't know if it where it came from, if it was parents or society, but somewhere in our when we were growing up, it we got the idea that your work isn't supposed to suck. <laughs> and I just don't know if that's true. It's just like, honestly, have you ever had a good night's sleep? I mean, I'm going to say yes, because eventually it has had to happen. Has it been like on a day that I've worked? I'm going to say no. Right. Like, I very rarely get good night's sleep. Like, once every five months. But still, every night, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to try to go to bed early and get some good sleep. I need to get some good sleep. And I, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> just like a job that's not going to piss you off. Like, every job is going to suck. Yeah, eventually, at one point, yeah. And it's those rare people who, like Kevin Smith, I'm a big fan, of, and he, but he's just like, my job is awesome. I'm like, there's no way that everything about your job is roses. There is no possible way. Like, could but, it be mostly good than bad? Most of the time. But he's got a pile of shit to put up with, too. True, but I believe for him, it, I'm sure it, like he's more about keeping things in perspective as far as outweighing the good from the bad. So he just right. focuses on the good. He seems like he's at that point in life where he's like, yeah, my, my, I might have to deal with some negativity and this and that and some shit that I don't want to deal with. But he's probably one of those who's like, just think about the good. All you got to do is think about the good, and that keeps him floating past like whatever bad there might be. Unfortunately, most people, most normal working people, don't. <laughs> the good either balances out the bad or might be just a little bit over it. But probably for, most, for the most part, in reality, the good um, is outweighed by the bad. So that's uh, most people only have the bad to worry about. Like the only good thing they have to look forward to is like going home and having their fucking days off that go by really fast. Yeah, I read a uh, I read an article and it was like the psychology of working in retail. And it's like one bad customer ruins five good ones. So if you had if you had five transactions, you would only remember the one bad one, not the four other good ones. Right. So I think that's where like that's where I don't know things get twisted cuz you you and you try to focus on it, you try to be like I've tried to be a more, you know, open person and like being more thankful. It's just it's hard. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you see people around like uh I know several people that work for the big Walmart and they've been there for 10 plus years and they can't afford rent. Like they either have roommates or 
they're just in a small one bedroom apartment and like they can't have they can't have dogs or they're renting a room from somebody yeah like and to me that's and i get not every job not you shouldn't you know not every job you should be able to drive a ferrari and buy a mansion yeah but for fuck's sake after 10 years with a company you should be able to afford to live on your own yeah you know that's probably the most disappointing thing oh for sure like um uh my girlfriend she actually just switched jobs from she was working at a factory um uh, but she ended up switching jobs and she's working at a gas station right now and i think they start her off on like 850 an hour i'm like when she told me that i was like 850 i'm like who lives off who can live off that now and nobody like, yeah it just it's so daunting cuz i think i'm up to i work factory and I'm about like 17 an hour and I think 18 with like the dollar differential where I work third shift or whatever. Right. Um, and even with that, I'm like, it still doesn't feel like how do people before me do shit like this? Like, I don't understand. Well, the dollar went a lot further. I can tell you I went when I was I was a department manager making nine fifteen an hour back in 2003. And for that time, that was damn good money. Like. That was like $2 over the minimum wage, almost. You know, right. I was getting 40 hours. And then I got promoted to assistant manager. And I went from making nine fifteen an hour to eighteen twenty three an hour. Ah, damn. And that sounds like a huge jump, but that was like, over the course of the year, it's only 38500 I mean, compared to what it was before, though, that, that's... Hefty. Right. Yeah, no, it was huge, and I was very fortunate, but... I mean, that was life-changing money at the time for me and my wife. You know, right. like, we went from, like, you know, having to watch every penny we spent to, like, fuck it, we've got disposable cash now. Right. But I can't imagine in this world, in this current climate, you know, 38.5 is piss. It's nothing. For anybody that, if, like, I mean, think about it. Like, if your rent is because when I was renting, you know, it was like rent was like three hundred fifty, four hundred dollars somewhere. Yeah, and now it's like eight, nine hundred bucks. Yeah, depending on yeah, most places it minimums like six something right now. Yeah, so that that money doesn't go very far. No, but and you on get top that, of that with utilities and shit like that, and internet because right. like in this day and age, you have to have internet. Oh yeah, 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 and that's something we didn't. Uh, we had cell phones, but we didn't have cable. We didn't have internet. There were no online subscriptions. We didn't have anything like that. Yeah. But it's. But how do you like? I heard people say that like McDonald's workers don't need to make fifteen dollars an hour, uh, because they need to be motivated to do something else. But where are these other jobs supposed to come from? Yeah. Like, and if. And you can't have it like my boss says it all the time and it drives me nuts. I think I've said it on here before. She's like, if you're not if you're not positioning yourself to be promoted, then you're creating a log jam in my district. And I was like, not everybody's cut out to be a manager. No, definitely no no no. It takes a certain type of person to be to go into management. Like even in in at Walmart when I got promoted, I think there were there were seven or eight of us in that class. There may have been less. There may have been six. I don't know. But after we graduated and got placed in our stores, three of them, three of the assistants ended up stepping back down because they couldn't handle it. Like, they were great department managers, but they couldn't handle being um, an assistant. And I was a really good department manager, but as an assistant goes, I'm not. I wasn't that great. Like, I had good like certain things I did well, you know, like people liked me. Yeah. But as for like holding people accountable and like coming, like I'm not a motivator. Like I like, I I beg, I'm like, please just fucking do this and do it right. For the love of God, please just do your job. (laughs) And it felt weird that like, and that was one thing that my boss would tell me. He's just like, you've got to figure out a way to motivate people. I was like, I shouldn't have to motivate somebody to do their job. It's it's just a weird like equation of how to treat people like if people would just come in and do their job that'd be great. Yeah. But most of them don't, you know, cuz you've got people who 
they think a lot of, and a lot of people think, well, I made it to work today. That should be good enough. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't get paid to, you know, I don't get paid to help out in fabrics and crafts. Like, well, what do you get paid to do? Cause you show up and you take three hour long dumps at work. What do you do? <laughs> Make up for some of that fucking time. Yeah. I don't know. I've been like, I've been watching that, um, uh, that trucker, the convoy revolt in uh, Canada. I haven't heard anything about that, actually. Oh, shit. Like, the truckers have shut down the borders. Holy shit. Because they're against, like, the, the COVID mandates in Canada are so bad that the truckers are just like, we're done. Like, until you lift these mandates, you can fuck right off. Oh, wow. And uh, they just straight up, they're just not doing anything. Like, they are... So that's causing, you know, supply chain issues and all this other stuff. And a bunch of American truckers are getting on board. And that's what retail needs is something like that. They need you need to have a you need to have people willing to not get paid to help the cause. Yeah. And I just don't ever see retail workers being able to do that. I mean, because the problem is most of them can't afford that. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty that would be willing to if finally they were like financially able to like go some or a certain amount of time without fucking being paid. Uh, but just for the most part, that's the thing about, especially most retail workers, they're, they're not making that much. So, I mean, most of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Right. But imagine how fast, if every Walmart worker in America stopped working and they showed up to work and stood in front of the building and said, we won't work until we get livable wages. How fast would that ha Like... Because that, that would leave, you would have a couple people that would be scabs, and you would have yeah. the assistant managers, but they could only do so much. You couldn't operate like that for a week. No, probably not even Retail a couple would days. die. Not yeah, even a they would days. freak out. A Walmart that does, you know, quarter to $300,000 in sales a day, going down to like $3,000, $30,000, they, they, they would freak out. Not to mention the fucking the theft that would happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people would fucking go crazy about that what no one's like there's like no one inside walmart watching shit all right yeah. i'm going to take that fucking tv i've had my eye on for like because <laughs> over the years man there have been several um like people have tried to organize mass walkouts and every every job that i've worked at like walmart it was like all the cashiers were supposed to do it and they yeah. didn't then one year a bunch all the overnight people were supposed to do it they were supposed to literally sit down in the aisle on the job and not do anything <laughs> didn't happen um pharmacists were supposed to all walk out at like 12 30 one day because they don't get lunch breaks and it didn't happen yeah and i would never do it because i like i would be so afraid that i would be the only one that would do it <laughs> and then i would just get fired right yeah which i mean that that's also a factor in why other people wouldn't do it they would probably be the, have the same exact thought be like i don't want to be you know yeah. one of the few that stand out and they're like, well, we'll just get rid of them. That's easy as that. And on union, part of your union dues pays for if you go on strike, you get you get uh, a little bit of compensation. Like you get a wage for going on strike. Right. But you can't just up and call a strike whenever you want. You have to go through. The union has a process. They have to vote on going on strike. And typically, I'm not a pro-union guy. I feel like they have their place and their time and their time was back in, you know, the thirties when, you know, my <laughs> eight year old grandpa went to work at a fucking oil refinery. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm torn, man. I'm torn on this whole situation. Like if somebody makes what I make an hour and they're just working like target, did you see the target pay thing? No, I, I've been Some, on it, it, it's worded very specifically certain positions at target the starting pay is going to be 24 dollars an hour okay start so positions. huh you said certain positions yeah it didn't say what and of course on the article they had a, a picture of a guy pushing carts <laughs> and uh i was like that he he he's not making 24 dollars an hour Fuck no but what what do you do about like, okay, let's just say I'm starting out as an assistant at Walmart. And I don't know what the, the starting pay is anymore. But screw it. Let's say you go to a CVS and you get a job being an SMIT. They start you out 
Um, we're going to say $18 an hour, just for argument's sake. They're okay. starting, they're getting ready in July. They're going to start hiring technicians at $16 an hour. So why would you want to be a store manager in training, work overtime every week, be held responsible for all this shit when you could work, make $16 an hour and just work and fill prescriptions all day and then clock out and go home when it's done? Yeah. Less, like that's less, what worries me about ability less to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Cause if you, if somebody would come up to me and say, Hey, you can go be a cook at Sonic for what you make now. I would fucking do it. Well, maybe <laughs> I work Monday through Friday. So that's a little tough, but As on a, a former cook that worked at Sonic, uh... <laughs> me too. I loved it. I really did. I did it in high school. Yeah. It's about time. Uh, it was a little bit after high school. Whenever I did it, it was interesting for sure. Oh, it was great. <laughs> just the amount of sex and drugs that could be had was just tremendous. But in this day and age, I mean, would you really want to risk all that with as much? <laughs> what's gonna like? What's gonna what's gonna end up on the internet? You know. True. <laughs> but you see what I like? It, it yeah, yeah, like yeah. you've got people out there that, and just like there are people that aren't good assistants, there are people out there that think that they would make good managers. <laughs> and you can't know that until you do the job. Yeah. And that's like in our society, it's not set up to be like, oh, let's test this out. Like I've applied for some internal jobs with CVS and I don't know if I'm going to like them. Like I have no clue. Yeah. And if I take this job, I'm risking a lot. Like I've got a pretty cush schedule right now. I make decent money. I'm working from home. Like I'm on the clock right now. I'm getting paid to be a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm out there looking for something better. And, you know, does anything better exist? I don't know. I don't know. And that's maybe maybe after this war with Russia, maybe maybe everything will. You mean World War Three? Yeah, I don't think it'll go that far. I mean, I don't know. It it definitely feels like we're much closer to it than we were. Oh, yeah. Well, they're getting their ass stomped. Russia's getting their shit pushed in. And that, what will happen is China will go, no thank you, and China will leave the Russians hanging to dry. But this battle won't be won on the battlefield. It's, it's, they're going to lose because they're not going to have any money. Right. Like, they've always said, you know, that World War III won't be fought, or I don't know what weapons World War III will be fought with, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it getting that far. I don't see it, because Russia doesn't have the, you know the infrastructure to to maintain their lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they rely full, too yeah, heavily. A full-scale war, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's why their communism failed. They couldn't support their infrastructure. They don't have enough resources to keep the people that they have fed and clothed and housed. Right. And not to mention the, the people up top who get all the power don't ever re- relinquish it. But <laughs> we're not a communism podcast. Or I, I was fantasizing, what happens if Russia falls? But the world is like, you know what? We're done with you. And they take out all of the Russian oligarchs, right? Like Putin and all of his cronies. People that have like 90% of the Russian wealth. Just take those people out. Give it back to the people and let Russia start anew. It would definitely be fucking interesting to see. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I would go over there and like, if CVS would pay me to go over there and like work and help set up CVSs in Russia, I'd fucking do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Pornhub shut off their porn, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's fucking Yeah. Scary. If you go to, like... If if you're in Russia, and you go to Pornhub.com, a picture of the Ukrainian flag comes up. That's fucking... That's a badass move. I like that. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Because, I mean, can you imagine... You're just like, yeah, this war really doesn't affect me. It's over in Ukraine. I'm just rushing here in Moscow. Yeah. And then you go to get your wank on. You're like, what the shit? What the fuck? I'm assuming, did you hear the audio clip of the Ukrainian soldiers telling the fucking, the Russian warship they can go fuck themselves? Yeah. <laughs> that shit was fucking dumb. I mean, suck that took, soldiers. That took God balls. Damn. Yeah, dude. Big was fucking it, Are you talking balls. about the one where it was the captain, like, refusing to fuel them? No, there was also that one, but before that, because the uh, the captain the, on the fuel ship, um, when he told that Russian vessel to go fuck themselves, he was quoting 
uh, I think it was Ukrainian, some border, so, uh, some soldiers that were like on this island. On an island, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. the border of uh, Ukraine. And they, I think they were like surrounded, or I don't know if they'd been attacked yet by a Russian warship, um, but pretty much the, the warship was hailing them, telling them to give up or whatever, this and that, yada, yada. And I don't know if there had been fire exchange beforehand, but at one point, like, you just hear two of them talking back to each other. One's like, uh, it's like, you think this is it? So I, so I just tell him to go fuck himself just in case. He's like, yeah. So just the dude's just like, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. And then it's like, it just apparently ends there. And that's, then they got fucking blown to shit by the Russian warship. And like, they knew it was fucking coming, but they're like, fuck you guys. That shit was badass. It is inspirational to see the Ukrainian people standing up and fighting for their country. Like that is truly, I mean, it's kind it's, I don't want to sound foolish, but it's, 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 it's inspiring. You know, because I look around people in the in the states, and I'm like, I don't know if you guys would fight. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I, I have much less confidence in most of America right now fighting for their country like the Ukrainians are, for sure. But also, like, we know for a fact that that Russia fucks with our online presence. Like the the a a lot. I forget the percentage. A lot of the anti-American Twitter stuff is gone now because Russia's been locked out from the internet. <laughs> so they're the ones that are like causing, they're disrupting our society by poking Trump people and poking Biden people yeah. and riling everybody up that they possibly can. Like causing social discourse pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they like, cause I've known, like I've noticed that once Russia attacked, like this, we have like slowed down our discontent for each other. I mean that that's good thing, and like technically we've also done that historically. Like when external conflict comes up, we do tend to band together to fight that external conflict. Yeah. Until it's over, then we just have to have some kind of constant conflict going on. So we just turn it inwards afterwards. It seems right. Yeah. And I mean Russia. We think Russia's on the other side of the world. It's right next to us. Yeah. If you go up to Alaska, there's the Bering Strait. There's a land bridge. It's covered in water, but they could easily move into U.S. territory if yeah. they wanted. I don't think they want that. I mean, that would be... But I don't... <laughs> All right, this is going to get weird now, because have you... Like, do you... What are your feelings about UFOs and alien technology? Like, I believe... I believe in... I believe in the possibility... I'm sorry. I believe it's more realistic that aliens and alien technology is more of a thing than like God or or any kind of religion or anything like that. Um, do I straight up believe a, like most of the I'm air quoting the evidence that's out there? No, not really, because some of it is just either misinterpreted or a lot of it's probably fake as well. But I mean, like I said, to me, there's more of a possibility of alien extraterrestrial life being real and them having advanced enough technology to tra- traverse the universe to come to us um, versus uh, there being an old man up in the heavens fucking judging us, you know? Oh, I'm trying to find... I read a book. I'm trying to find out. I thought it was called Secret Machines, but I'm not seeing it in my Audible library. Um, anyway, it was written, and this is where people normally, like, I talk to them about this, and they're like, okay, you know, yeah, I like kind of what you just said about um, you know, believing that there could be an alien and stuff. Um, but there's a book that I read, and most people, when I tell it, was written by Tom DeLong from Blink 182 and Angels and Airwaves. What? Yeah, he wrote a book about aliens. I can't remember the title of it, but it's a fiction book, but it's based on actual historical alien encounters. Okay. Okay, it's called Chasing Shadows by Tom DeLong. Um so basically he says we have been visited by aliens and both Russia and the United States have learned how to they reverse engineered and they have these alien ships that have cloaking devices and they can travel at hyperspeed. Um they can do like they have a way of bending gravity around them so they can do things that seem impossible, right? 
Right. And this book came out long before they announced, like the long before the White House said that the the UFOs were real, and there's a bunch of ex- unexplained stuff out there. So, like, I believe that both, like, there's weird shit in space too. Like, if you start looking for it, a bunch of weird stuff starts coming up. Like, it's public knowledge, but nobody looks for it, so it right. doesn't get a lot of play. But there's like a giant. It's, it's called the night, the black night, and it's a black object that floats around the Earth. Huh. And if uh, I can't remember the name of it, but if you Google it, like it's there. Like it's like a black monolith that floats around, and we don't know what it is. We don't know where it came from. We just know that it's there. <laughs> so That's Putin cool. made the comment: If United States gets involved, we are gonna we are gonna use weapons that the world has never seen before. So the and everybody immediately thought nuclear weapons. Right. But I was like, we've already done that. The world has seen that. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, what does he have? Like, could this could this all be a part of his plan? Like, we're going to push into Ukraine, and Ukraine's going to hold us off, and we're going to lose all of our money. And, like, if it was that part of his strategy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's there's a gun. It uses vibration. And, like, it makes people go blind. It used like subsonic vibrations and it severs your retina in your eyeballs. What the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. So that is ridiculous. But it's like, I mean, you should my Facebook feed is fucking wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I read all that stuff. Like I've known about that rocket that's supposed to hit run into the dark side of the moon tomorrow morning. Like I've known about that for three weeks. Jesus. But you just, you don't know what information you can trust. You kind of have to, you honestly have to read everything and then do your own, you know, you have to read all the stuff that says, yes, they do exist and read all the stuff that says, no, they don't exist. And then just kind of do your own. And find the middle ground of what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where the truth most likely lies. Yeah. Right. And even like me and my wife were talking about last night, like. Of all the people that guessed what what the future would be like, you know, Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, could be the closest. Because in Gene Roddenberry's, in the Star Trek universe, the world was at war with itself constantly, like we are. And then we were visited by an alien race, and that brought the world together. Right. So, I mean, there could very well be aliens watching us and right before it, we, like, break everything loose, they could show up. Be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Stop. Or they'll let us destroy destroy ourselves, and then they'll start over with a new creation. That if you believe that, that they brought us here anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that theory where, yeah, we're, like, always, we're kind of like an experimental, like, breeding ground, more or less. Like, uh, no, 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 uh, yeah. terrarium, there we go, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Which, honestly, that would probably be the... If I was an alien, that would be the better option. Just let us fucking kill ourselves uh, and just deal with the survivors that remain, because they're... Yeah, why would, you wanna, why would you want to, like... We put in our it, faith right? in the almighty dollar, which really doesn't exist. Even before we had money, we had, like, a currency, and it was, you know, pretty rocks, and, like, you had to... You know, if you wanted to eat, you had to make a spear and trade to the guy with the food. You know what I'm saying? Like, once we got yeah, out yeah. of, like, the, the... Bartering system. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it would be... If they would see it worth their time of dealing with us. But I've been listening to a lot of UFO and conspiracy theory <laughs> talk. And... Because, honestly, to me, it's just as plausible as everything else. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I can... I lean more towards that than anything. I still have friends that believe that Russia tampered with the election to make Joe Biden win. And so it's just as feasible that Russia has a triangular UFO, like unidentified flying object. It's black. It's in the shape of a triangle. It can avoid radar detection. It can. It doesn't show up on any sonar systems. Right. It can move. It can do pinpoint turns without ever appearing to have hit anything. That's just as feasible as Russia wanted Joe Biden to be our president. 
to me, it's more feasible that Russia wanted Donald Trump to be the president and that Putin and Trump would take over and run the world together. <laughs> yeah, I can see that more of a likely scenario. But that's where, like, if you're going to... Like, if you're going to believe one insane thing, you might as well believe every insane thing. Yeah. That's my mentality. Yeah, I normally try not to think of it, because it's just... Because I'd be the same way. I'd want to look into all of it and just, you know, see what everything has to say. But it's just so exhausting to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... <sighs> oh, and don't get, get get it wrong. I am not a <laughs> mentally healthy person by any stretch of the imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> so it is not for everybody. Like I stayed up like two nights ago thinking of Atlantis, and then I worked myself up into um, a worry that that Atlantis was the truth that we should have been looking for this whole time. But okay, here's here's my theory on mankind. Okay? okay, we we were an extremely advanced civilization hundreds of thousands of years ago. And every so often, nature resets itself. So we've had several, you know, the Ice Age being one of them. Meteors have hit the Earth. We know this is a fact. But we also know, like, if we were to die, if humanity were to die now, in a thousand years, there would be very little left of our footprint. Yeah. So imagine 90, or imagine 10% of the world's population survives. All around the world. So you know, whatever that percentage is, 30, 300 million people, I don't know, 30 million people worldwide are alive. Right. Like, we wouldn't know how to do anything. We would have to start from scratch. Like, we couldn't go into a power plant and make it work again. Yeah, no. More, more than likely not, yeah. So, we would have to start, we would have to revert back to tribes. And then we would tell these stories of these great civilizations. So, my theory is, we were an advanced civilization, and we had to know, we, we knew that we were going to, that something was going to happen and take us out. We right. knew that there was going to be a, a, a meteor hit the Earth, and that most of civilization was going to die. So, some people got together, and they told stories, and they, was, they passed those stories on, because you couldn't write it down, because when it happened, all your all the, the proof would be gone. So you yeah. had to memorize these stories. This is how we got the Bible. Because the Bible wasn't written down for like 2,000 years. It was told manual, like verbally, yeah, yeah. from one person to another. So that explains where the Bible came from. Then you've got these giant pyramids. There's a pyramid in Turkey, and there's a pyramid, there's the pyramids in Egypt, and then there's a pyramid in South America. All three of these pyramids have the exact same carving in the exact same place. Hmm. So, one, we don't know how they built it. If you ever look up in, if you ever look up like anomalies that Egypt has done, there's shit that they built that we still to this day don't know how to do it. In theory, we know how it was done, but it was done with tools that we don't have. They only exist in theory. Yeah. Okay. And all these depictions are of people on Earth looking up into the heavens, right? Yeah. So the, the translation is like, we, we need to be more worried about space than we are about what's going on here. We need to get along because what's going to kill us is out there. Yeah, that makes sense. So I feel like we've been here before, but my worry the other night was that Atlantis was a unified world where we all worked for the betterment of our society as a whole and then the power ripped Atlantis apart and then they attacked themselves and destroyed Atlantis because that's what Plato wrote. Okay. What if the stories that we know are the Bible are really the stories that come from Atlantis and they're telling us they're they're talking about the 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 detriment that power and corruption bring to the society. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, what if that's just something that's no matter what we do, no matter how peaceful or unified as a society as a society we become, what if that always happens? Like what if it's just right. that's it's another humanity theory or whatever yeah, whatever humanity is, it's always destined to destroy itself in order for it to be restarted in a, in a new way. Yeah. 
Yeah, because when I was younger, that was one of the biggest things that turned me off from religion and like especially the Bible was because to me they were just stories, stories written by man, interpreted by man, mankind, whatever, mostly right. men. But you know, yeah, I know what you're that, saying. That's a different debate or whatever. But um, <laughs> so to me, it was always like this can never be proven right or true. All these are just mostly just fictional stories, good stories, uh, for the most part, depending on what stories you're reading. Um, so how can how are so many people just like so blindlessly faithful to these? It, what in my opinion were always fiction stories or fictional stories. So I could definitely see um, that being more the truth of like it being those being stories that have been orally passed down through the generations. And of course, through that time, they've shifted and warped and changed because that's just how it just happens. That's just regardless right. of, what you tr- of how accurate you try to keep any kind of story. Even if you write it down, it, it gets translated or mistranslated and adapted and this and that, yada, yada. So over, over the courses of thousands thousands of years, you're not going to have this nowhere near the same story that you started off right. with. Right. Well, there's a typo. There's a typo in the Bible in Leviticus. Really? Yeah. Like Leviticus is basically a book of rules. And it's a book of rules about what to do with women and their periods. Oh, yes. I think I've heard some quotes come from this. Yeah. I don't remember Mm -hmm. off the top of my head, but yeah. A lot of it has to do like when the woman gets her blood, um, you have to take two turtle doves to to the rabbi. You have to take two birds to your church. Um, if you have sex with a woman on her blood, um, you have to burn the clothes and the sheets and sacrifice a goat. Um, and another one, and here's where the typo came in. It said, um, I can't, I don't remember the exact, when something happens, it was due to a woman and her blood, or if you sleep with your mom or something, you have to take two turtles to the temple and give to the rabbi. But, I read that book backwards and forwards, and nowhere else does it mention turtles. But it does specifically mention turtle doves as a bird that you can bring. And I think that it's supposed to be turtle doves are brought, not two turtles. Right. But who let that fly? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and imagine, like, the book of Leviticus being passed down verbally. Like, who... What insane jackass was sitting around writing be like, you know what's gross? Women on their period. You should burn goats and kill children and burn your house down and no butt sex, no butt stuff. It's so unclean. Everything yeah. must burn. <laughs> like, it is insane. Yeah. I was just like, but we don't even, like, like, was, was women's menstruation that big of a problem? 2,000 years ago that they were like, alright, this has got to stop. <laughs> we're putting a stop to all of this bullshit. Yeah, is that where is that where shame of, of your period comes from? Because most girls that like, if, if a man had a period, we would wear it on our sleeves with pride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be like, hey, can you, hey, do you want to lift weights with me today? Can't. On the blood, dog. On the blood, dog. But it, you get women be, who are just like, I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nervous that the guys are like, oh, fucking gross. Get the fuck yeah. away from me. I'm going to do that next time I hear Well, I don't hear that anymore. You always heard it in high school. <laughs> That'd be a good way of not ensuring that you don't ever get a girlfriend in high school. Yes. Was a girl's just like, I'm, I'm on my period. And be like, Gross. <laughs> well, call me when you're done with that. I don't have any goats I can go sacrifice. Don't have any goats. Yeah, what if what if Atlantis and the Bible are the same story? That'd be uh, it'd be great to know like the truth. Like if Atlantis was real, to know the actual truth of Atlantis, just to be able to compare like how bad did they fuck up from like what the truth of Atlantis was to what the Bible a version of Atlantis we know of as today, you know? Right. Uh, if I had access to a genie and had wishes, I would wish for just the ultimate truth to be able to know like okay, so say Atlantis was real. I want to have the knowledge of yes, it was real. I want to know everything about it. Just to be able to be like, no, you fuckers are wrong. This is what it was, you know? <laughs> Nobody would believe you. 
Okay, so uh, two wishes would be to know the <laughs> ultimate truth and to be able to show that ultimate truth to other people. Those would be two of my three wishes now. <laughs> but what if Atlantis is really Sodom and Gomorrah? Like one of the destroyed cities. Oh, yeah, I mean, Sodom. I can see that too. I don't know. Like, there's... We're... We're we're coming close to un- unearthing some truths, and I don't know if society can handle it. No, it cannot. Because you've got, you've got not. people who don't believe in dinosaurs. We have people now that still believe Trump is our president. You know they cannot <laughs> handle the truth of anything. Dude, it's I true. saw one on TikTok. A dude said that JFK was our president, and <laughs> RFK, or JFK Jr. was the vice president. What the fuck? Yeah. It's but how can how can we ever achieve anything when that level is out there? Yeah, it's at times like that where I'm just like, you know what? Just let the world go to hell. I don't care anymore. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was I was at the gas station the other day, and this dude who works there, he's he seems like a nice guy, but he's like a meth head, just way cranked out on speed or something. So he. His speech patterns all over the place, and he's just, yeah, man, just you know, doing this. No, no time ever have I had someone tell me, another guy tell me that they're woke, and has it felt so goddamn cringe. But he's like, it's important to be woke, you know, and, and I'm woke, man. So it's what he said to me, and I just like, okay. And he, he was going on how like uh, he believes this is at the end times that it was uh it's preordained in the bible and he's telling me his his mom was telling him about how, how like 911 was preordained in the bible and he's like uh, I don't remember the exact word um but it's like something about two birds crashing in together and that's like the two towers or whatever I was like you mean that's what there was interpreted he's like yeah yeah interpreted that's the word man yeah you're <laughs> smart <laughs> when uh. people like that tell me that I'm smart it just makes me feel worse i'm just like fuck man like yeah. how, how how do we as society move forward when that's what our society is well, being built upon? And like I'm gonna make a very controversial statement. And for all the listeners out there, I'm a white male and I know what I'm getting ready to say, but Oh shit. <laughs> like there's like being woke and policing people's language isn't going about it the right way. No. Right? No, it's not. So if if we as a society say, you know what, this one word or phrase is bad, then nobody should say it. And we should just not ignore it, not forget that it happened, realize this isn't good, let's move on. Because if you chalk yourself on a fence and you're like, ow, would you spend the rest of your life standing by that fence telling everybody that the fence is going to shock you? That's a horrible analogy. I apologize. I might edit that out. That's horrible. Um, but do you get my point? Yes. Like, if you are a six foot six, two hundred and sixty pound man who is ripped to shreds, just fucking shredded, and somebody calls you a man, you cannot immediately want to fight them because you identify as a woman. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I've suggested it to people. As a joke, and they they've agreed. Like they're like, we should all wear name tags. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I said we should wear symbols on what we want to be called. I said just a little like a black a black band on your arm that has a symbol on it, so everybody knows who you are. Sir, and do you know uh, how many sir, people? I, I, I think the Nazis did that, and it didn't. Go I so know. Well. That's why I said it, and they've <laughs> all agreed. <laughs> But you can't make, like, I don't, and again, this goes back to just like a good night's sleep. Make, finding a job that makes you happy. Like, you can't get rid of everything that offends you. You can't be offended by everything, too. Yeah, you can't expect the world around you to shape to what what your preferences are. I mean, that's just unrealistic, because the world's not going to shape to every individual's personal preferences. Because where everyone's different, they're going to be offended by different things. And, and people can't learn to just, you know, deal with that in a healthy way. Aside from just having the immediate reaction of being offended and yelling back or pushing back against it. I mean, it's like, we're not going to move forward anyway. It's just going to be met with more and more resistance and more and more people being annoyed. 
by those type of people. Like, I wish as a white guy, I could just apologize <laughs> and just, can we move on, please? It would be nice. Because if you think about it, like most, like, especially with me, if I hate somebody, it's because they have a trait that I see in myself that I hate. That's fair. Or I'm jealous of them. <laughs> like one of the two. So we, you have to identify, you need to be able to identify that in yourself and then move on. Say, it's okay. Like, I just joined a gym, like a 24-hour fitness. Right. And I am an overweight dude, and I am out of shape. I should not be allowed to go to the 24-hour gym and say, I need everybody out of here because I'm offended by all you good-looking people. Right, yeah. Like, if I did that, everybody would tell me to go fuck myself. Oh, I did want to bring up car salesmen. I just remembered. We can save that for later. Now, now I'm curious. Now you got me peaked on that. We, our whole society, like our bartering system, our commerce, you know, like, it has evolved to... The customer feels like they must they they are the most important people. And even even corporations like Walmart are like our customers are most valuable asset. We need to do whatever we can. We need to give them like right now at the company I work for, they're like, you need to give them a six star experience. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, like it was hard giving them five stars. Like <laughs> how can you give somebody a six star experience when they won't even acknowledge that you're giving them a five star experience when they're like three? It was a good visit, three, three stars. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like they expect a blowjob or something in order to get that the, yeah. the four star, yeah. When the expectation and this has happened, I wasn't the one that put it away, but a man came into Walmart. And he went to the bathroom. And granted, he was very old. But his level of expectation of service was somebody was supposed to put his dick away for him. In the bathroom. Yeah. And a customer came out and told me and somebody else. And they're like, there's a man in there. He needs help with his, 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 his body and his pants. I was like, fuck that. I don't know. Hell no. But that to him, that's his that's his expectation. Whether he whether whether he expects it or he's like, well, a good. But can you imagine having to put some guy's piece away for him? Fuck no. Unless unless I signed up signed up for a job in like fucking at home care or some nursing home. No, no. That's why I could never be a nurse. I can't handle everybody's genitals. That too is also fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But, Regardless of how old he was, that's not that shouldn't have been an expectation. That's a no normal exactly. type of expectation. Yeah. Fuck but, that old man. So all this stuff, you have people that come into Walmart and they think they can negotiate a price. And they're like, hey, like I had a guy, he walked up and he goes, If I buy a bunch of bikes, what kind of discount can I get? <laughs> And I was like, what's a bunch of bikes? And he goes, I'm going to buy. And he looks around and breathes in and goes, I'm going to buy two bikes today. And I was like, oh, I give a fuck about you. <laughs> but he expected, he thought because he was buying two bikes that he should get like 30% off. Fuck him. And I was like, dude. no. I said, if you were buying like 10 or 15 bikes for charity, might throw you an employee discount on them. Uh, but for two bikes, no. I said, the best we're going to do is we'll put it together for free for you. But how how do we still let car salesmen and the car business operate the way that it is? God, I haven't actually dealt with the car salesman forever, but I can I know, still... I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, even in my, in my head, I, I'm like, I don't like them for the most part. Yeah, because like... I think car salesmen, I just think nothing but sleaze and just... Uh... Yeah, because the whole thing, it's, it's, why do you have to go in there and negotiate? Why, you know, and then you never really get a good deal. They just move the length of your loan. Like, they start, they give you a car, they give you the price of the car, and then they give you the three-year, the three-year uh, payment. 
Right. And you're like, ah, that's too rich for my blood. And be like, what if I can get your payment down? And instead of taking money off, they just change your payment and move the length of your loan from three to five years. You think you're saving money, but you're not. Yeah. But to be fair, that's also kind of on the customer that they see a smaller number up front. They're like, that's better. I'll go with that. I mean. Right. But that would be like you're working at Walmart and somebody's like, hey, I, I don't have $200. And be like, okay, well, we'll ring up 150 of it and you can pay that much and then we'll ring up 50 more and then you can pay the last 50 on that. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, you're not saving any money. All we yeah. did was break it up into two transactions. If you did that at Walmart, you'd be crucified. <laughs> and the Today Show would be up, you know, in Bentonville wanting to know what you're doing and why you're abusing people. <laughs> but we let car salesmen get away with it constantly. Yeah. And then where do the old cars go? Like, it's, we'll, we'll say, like, before, like, 2017. When it turns 2018, they all have new cars on the lot. Where did the 2017 cars go? That's a good question. Because definitely, you know, they, don't, they didn't sell them all. It's fucking weird. I know. I want to know where those cars go. Why can't we buy those cars? I know sometimes you can. But you have to watch it. Because sometimes once a car sits on the lot for too long, even though it's never been driven, it becomes used. And it doesn't have the value of a new car. That's fucked up. Of the price. Yeah, so they either... Like, they either have to lower the price to get rid of it. Because they can't sell it as new. I don't know. It's just like that's one of the things that's been bothering me this week is just like why why are we letting these people get away with it? Like I know you've got Carvana, the car vending machine people and like CarMax, that's getting better. But have you heard what uh, uh Mark Cuban's doing in the pharmaceutical industry? No. I think it's called Just Price, something like that. Just something. And it's for people without insurance. And he is taking pills like he there's a a drug for leukemia, right? It costs you um, $40,000 a treatment. Jesus. He's selling it for $60 a treatment because the pill, the pill costs 40 bucks. What the fuck? That's the markup that you're paying at your pharmacy. So the wholesalers are selling these to the pharmaceutical companies and they're paying 40 bucks a pill and then they're selling it to uh retail pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens, etc. and they're marking it up to say, you know, $5,000 a pill and then CVS is charging insurance $40,000 a pill. So his when you get medicine from him, it shows you what he bought it at. And then the fees, like a 10% um, sales fee, and then a fee for the pharmacist, and then shipping. So huh. you're get, you could be saving thousands, tens of thousands of dollars by going through him. It's not everything. Like, you can't get your, you know, like, there's certain things you can't get through him. Yeah. And he's only got, like, 40 or 60 medications right now. But Still. Yeah. Once that takes off... Like big time retailers are going to be hurting because you can make more money. You don't have to charge the most. If you charge the least and get everybody there, you're making just as much as you were when you were charging the most. Jesus fuck Christ. I knew there was like huge markups on shit like that, but Jesus, I didn't know there was that fucking that yeah. large. Oh, yeah. That that should be criminal. I mean, I get it. it. Should People, be. There's like the R and D prices and and all shit like that, but that is fucking dumb. Yeah, and for a new drug to get to file a new drug with the FDA, it caught. It's a two million dollar file fee. Jesus. So you could have a drug. You and I could could go to chemistry school, and we could develop a drug that does something amazing. But we could never get it released because we don't have the $2 million FDA approval. See, now that just makes me want to wonder why it costs, like, why is there that, there's that gate of $2 million, you know? 
Like, where does that money exactly go? Because it fucking better be going to, like, people testing this shit extensively for side effects and all this other bullshit. Not just just because, you know, only big companies can afford a fucking an upfront fee like that. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, and that's how, like, the rich keep getting richer. Because somebody was talking about Russia and how, like, Putin and all of his friends have all of the wealth in Russia. And I was like, how is that any different than the one percent of the United of the rich people in the United States? One percent have more money combined than the entire middle class. Right. Like there's no difference between Russia and America. We just hide it better. <laughs> well, the, uh, we're the land of the free, sir. Yeah. Um, obviously. We just we just don't let our dictators work more than eight years in a row. <laughs> Although I feel like Congress should be considered some form of dictatorship. Yeah. I mean, there should be term limits for sure. Yes. But who would vote that in? That would be like you at your job. And they'll say, you know what, Lewis, in your position, um, even though you took this job, you can only, or the, the, the factory voted and we're putting you on this level, right? Yeah. Um, but you can only do it for four years. And then you have to go find something else. <laughs> but we can only do this if you vote for it. Would you vote for it? Fuck no. Fuck no. I mean, I want to be like, oh yeah, no, I'd be honorable and you know, pass it. But no, human humanity yeah. is like, fuck that. I mean, if I find something cushy, I'm going to want to hold on to that shit. Right. And maybe it's not cushy, but maybe it pays so well that you're like, you know what? This is worth all the bullshit I put up with. Yeah. That's all I got for today. <laughs> Feels like a slightly more depressing episode. A little bit. <laughs> I've been working through some shit. <laughs> At least you're working through it. I'm trying, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I've been getting good feedback on our on our episodes. I've let a couple people listen to. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I was trying to recruit them to be our like online recruitment team, but they said no. <laughs> They were afraid that they would get fired if if word got out, and I was like, "Yeah, but by the time it, but if the word got out and it became that big, then you would have a job with us." <laughs> I mean, they just try to do shit anonymous, anonymously. Yeah, but I I, I am going to get business cards printed up, and I'm just going to like leave them around Walmart and Target. Fuck yes. Be like, do you work here? It's a podcast. You have some retail horror stories. Yeah. Oh. But well, man, it was good talking to you. Yeah. Man. Uh, do you want to do a closeout for this or? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm still horrible at that. Yeah, it just takes practice. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um. Check out our website at workherepod.com. Uh, also, you can check out thehiddenpixel.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at workherepod. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of slacked off on my Instagram posts, but... <laughs> it sucks. I, I was listening to the Ukraine, like, the, the press briefing... Right. And one of the reporters looked like an actor from the early 90s. <laughs> you ever heard of House Party? Uh, I want to say with yes. With Kid and Play? The guy with the high top fade? Oh, I think so. I think it's recalling from This guy, well, look it up. This guy looked had a high top fade and he was in the White House. And so <laughs> I just took a, like, I took a picture of it. And then I got like kid and play music and played it over it. And I just put like, if you know, you know, as like only people who understand this. And it's like one of my most popular videos right now. Nice. Which pisses me off because I spent no time thinking about it. It just happened and I reacted. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. House party. I just looked it up. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. But. But yeah, check us out on socials. I still got to make a Reddit page. I just keep getting stuck in the girls gone wild or gone wild <laughs> Reddit. 
<laughs> I mean, they're always asking me questions like, do, do you think this can fit? And am I still hot for a 39-year-old mom? And if they ask me a question, I got to answer. It's rude. Exactly, yes. 